Jared Verse and Fabian Lovett are leading what could be the conference's best defensive line unit for this upcoming season. All that and more on today's edition of Locked On Seminoles. Dave, let's ride. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Trick here, and in the stream yard today, I got my boy, Dave, and today's house sponsor for the episode is LinkedIn. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. As always, terms and conditions do apply. Now, Dave... Last position, position preview. You ready for this? Let's do it, Drake. All right. Defensive line, Jared Verse, obviously, announced he's coming back, but he also more is equally as important was Fabian Lovett announcing his return. Explain to the folks in the last year how you felt heading about feeling about this position unit and how they performed relative to your expectations. I think I think we thought we were going to learn some stuff last year about what the coaching staff is made of in terms of replacing a star. I I think that's something that you never quite know what to expect until it happens. We we brought in Jermaine Johnson. Um, I think people were just excited to have a Georgia player on the roster. I, I was. Um, Georgia's good. Sure. Their players are good. Let's get one of them. And that worked out well. Jer- Jermaine Johnson went in the first round, and we had a void to fill after just one year. Um, crappy feeling having to only are getting only a year of the best player on your team at that point. Um, but we did the same thing the second year uh, going into last year. We brought in Jared verse, who I think people had really high hopes for, but still coming out of Albany, um, the only like real game footage, meaningful game footage anybody saw on him was that came against Syracuse that Albany played when he was trying to chase down Sean Tucker. Right. And that was, that was the really impressive thing going into last year was maybe Jared Verse can be half or, or part of what Jermaine Johnson was. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. expected a full replacement, but you know, I think we thought we thought that we would probably be okay at the defensive end spot, and best case scenario was it would be better than good. And I think we thought we thought we'd have we thought we'd have the best interior defensive line in the ACC and one of the best in the country um, last year. We brought back Fabian Lovett. We brought back Robert Cooper. We brought back, um, I'm forgetting a name right now. Dennis Briggs came back. Dad McClendon it, also came back. Dennis Briggs. I mean, Dennis Briggs was one of like the unsung heroes of the prior year's team. So I think we, we had really high expectations for him. And I, I think if, if you take that all into account, what the expectations were, um, it'd be tough to say we didn't, Meet them. I don't think we exceeded expectations because they were so sky high. I think they were probably higher for the defensive line than they were for any other position on the team. Um, and I think we thought we knew more about the defensive interior than any other position on the team, too. I thought that was the most known quantity on the team. So I think we we satisfied expectations. 
along the defensive line last year with Jared Verse breaking out just like Jermaine Johnson had um, with Fabian Lovett proving by way of his absence, I think more than anything, that he was one of the most important players on the team on either side of the ball. And when he wasn't out there, it changed the entire identity of the team. So it was it was good to see. It, it, it was kind of cool to see that, right? You don't often get to see a non-quarterback come off the field and the whole game changes. That's Fabian Lovett. That's the effect he has on this team. That's Jared Verse. That's what he did for us last year, too. So, yeah, I, I satisfied expectations, Rick. I mean, I think that's the kind of the best way to put it. I mean, Jared Verse, we all kind of felt that we need we, – we knew that no one can come in here and replicate what Jermaine Johnson did in year one. You kind of wanted the money ball approach things will be called it where you wanted – Jared Verse, Darren McClendon, all to like kind of like acclimate and get the stats that are like sufficient enough to meet what Jermaine had the previous year. But then you see how Jared Verse, when he was fully healthy, he was showcasing that while he's not as not as the same great player as Jermaine was, he's pretty damn close. And he also is as disruptive as he was, and also as important to this team along the defensive front. And then the same thing with Fabian Lovett, where Fabian Lovett is a stud. But when you're when he's missing up in, uh, when he's missing up front, you can definitely see that the drop off actually does occur. Um, even, but even though you did see the emergence of a Joshua Farmer, Fabian Lovett is someone that basically he's a leader of this defense. And he, he was, and when he was missing, you can definitely tell his presence was was uh, was gone from that. And you have Dennis Briggs. I think he's going to be moving back into the inside for this upcoming year. Darren McClendon, who did exactly what you told, what you asked him to do, and then some, which is what you want. This defensive line unit is probably going to be one of the best in the country for his upcoming year, and I'm pretty stoked about it. Yeah, I mean, it. I just just running through some quick PFF grades for these guys last year. I mean, Josh Farmer was sixty nine point four. Nice. Nice. Um, Dennis Briggs seventy point six. Pat Payton seventy point eight. Leonard Warner. About, how did we forget about Pat Payton? Like, because that kid's a stud. Too. Because the expectations, I don't think, mm-hmm. were much. I mean, you don't you don't have too high of expectations for you know a relatively undersized. Um, edge on a defensive line that's supposed to be one of the best in the conference. I, I don't think that's unfair at all to for your expectations to be, you know, fairly moderate for a player like that. Uh, I still I, that's not to say that we didn't think he'd have a great career at Florida State, but going into last year, I didn't necessarily expect Pat Payton to see much playing time. Not, be because, yeah. not because he's not good, but because man, we we just had a lot of names in there that that I expected to eat up playing time. Um, but point being. I mean, even Leonard Warner, uh, 73.5, you know, so Fabian Love at 76.1 and Jared Verse led the defensive line at 81.2. So we had a lot of guys in that 70s range, which means you're seeing better than average to good play along the defensive line across like a span of five or six guys. So that's really impressive to see that high level of a performance across the board it wasn't just jared burst it wasn't just fabian lovett those other guys were more than just you know average out there more than just you know nameless contributors this this was a a good defensive line that met expectations that sets us up going into next year to feel really good about what we're going to see out of them no i mean that's exactly right well you know who else is actually helping us you know, get ready for next season as well dave who's that drake Here's our friends and talent sponsor, our friends over at LinkedIn Talent Solutions, folks. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know the success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why I've checked out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates you want to talk to more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, 
and experiences to help you achieve your goals. Dave, you've used LinkedIn Talent Solution before, right? I have, Drake. Um, for those of you that who don't know, Drake and I are attorneys. Um, I'm involved in the hiring of, for assistance at my firm, and it is really difficult to find a paralegal in general, regardless whether you're at a big law firm, a small law firm, and I'm sure this is the case for assistance outside the legal context. LinkedIn was one of the only places that made that easy to search for. Um, there, Everybody's on LinkedIn. We all know this. If you have a LinkedIn, everybody you know is on LinkedIn. And because of that, that's where all the candidates are going to come from uh, it, in your network, in your field. For the most part, there's not, I mean, there's not going to be anywhere better than LinkedIn for this. And the most important thing for a lot of you, it is free. Why not try something that's free where more people are that are going to help your business work for us? It'll work for you. And folks, LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster than ever before. Post your job for free, like Dave just said, at LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College. Once again, that's LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College. Post your job for free, for free. And as always, vote free. As always, terms and conditions do apply. All right, Dave, we're back here rocking and rolling with your favorite every single every single day Locked On Seminoles showcase. And listen, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. It's been a long weekend, but let's dive into what we feel heading into the offseason, how we feel for 2023 with this defensive line. As you said before, Jared Verse, he's back. Fabian Love, he's back. Great Terminator reference right there. But we did lose Jared Jackson. And we did lose, I guess, a few more deputies along the defensive line. What do you think? And the, but we added a Braden Fisk. We added a Daryl Jackson. Well, actually, we replaced Jared Jackson with Daryl Jackson. So it's a lot of Jackson. It's like almost a Jackson 5 up in here along the defensive line. So, Dave, with these additions, how do you feel the lineup or, the, I guess, the rotation for us lines going to set up for 2023? What do you expect overall from this? What do I expect versus what is expected in general? I don't know. Um, I, I would say, I would say this. I think the depth going into this year is better than it was last year. Um, I think in general, the bottom, the, like like the floor of the defensive line has been raised. I don't, I don't know that the ceiling can be all that much higher than it just kind of has been the last few years. The defensive line play has been great ever since Jermaine Johnson was here. Like we said, um, you know we're the difference from this year versus last year versus last year being that we know what verse is capable of. Uh, we know that he was a replacement and then some for Jermaine Johnson. So that's a known quantity. We have one of the best edge rushers in the country going into next year, who, by the way, has some things that he can improve on. Go look at his PFF grade. Go watch some game tape. Tackling wasn't um, the absolute best. Setting the edge against the run and not getting eaten up uh, sometimes on a block. That can be improved on block shedding. So there, there is there are ways for one of the best defensive linemen in the country or in the ACC to get better. Um, we know exactly what happens when Fabian Lovett's out there. We we know he makes good things happen. Kind of just has a knack for it. Um, but you mentioned you mentioned the key thing here. I think um, Braden Fist coming in that I think takes up. A, I mean that creates a sure thing now in my eyes at the other defensive tackle spot opposite Fabian Lovett, which for large parts of last year was kind of an unknown or uh, inconsistent. I, I don't think we saw the same play out of Robert Cooper that I expected to see out of him. Um, mm -hmm. But Braden Fisk was one of the best players in his conference. 
uh, coming from uh, Central Mi- Western Michigan. Western Michigan, yep. Western Michigan, not, right. not the Chippewas, the Broncos. Yeah, right. So, I mean, look, that that's that's a lot of knowns along the defensive line, uh, I believe. So, you have Fist starting at one spot. You have Lovett starting at another spot. Verse and McClendon at the edge spots with Patrick Payton and Gilbert Edmond, guys like that backing them up. And then at the defensive tackle spot, you have guys like Josh Farmer, Gerald Jackson, and Dennis Briggs as backups. That's a lot of players to have in a 2 And Malcolm Ray. Don't forget about Malcolm Ray, the homie. I, I did, and Malcolm Ray. So, dude, you have a viable three deep at the defensive tackle spot. Um, you have, you know, one of the premier defensive ends in the conference and country, and, and guys backing them up that I think you're comfortable with if they had to be out there for extended periods. So... I, I think that raises the floor of this defense that when a guy's out like a Fabian Lovett, you're not going to see the defense fall off the face of the earth. And that's a big step up from last year. I completely agree with that. I think the main issue I think we have with this defensive, I guess, unit overall was who would step up if, in case someone did get hurt. We talked a lot about how the offensive line finally got some depth, actually could be a serviceable offensive line. And we saw that in 2022. Now, granted, we also said the thing about the defensive line, but then we saw basically how I feel like everyone along the defensive line was hurt in some capacity, yeah. so it's kind of won't go against us. But overall, you do see death wise with the Braden Fist coming from Western Michigan. He was a st- like a, probably one of the best players in the MAC conference over there. If Daryl Jackson, who is a really really talented player in his own right, transferred from Maryland to Miami, then transferred from Miami to Florida State because I don't think uh, Adam Fuller's going to ask him to cover a running back on a wheel route. You should never do that to a defensive tackle. That's no. And then you have Gilbert Edmond, a solid death piece, actually coming from South Carolina. And so with all the players that you have in Jared Verse and Fabian Lovett, Joshua Farmer, who I think has gotten better each and every single year. And I don't know if you saw the video with him with, with TBE, but that's a grown-ass man. And that that's basically that's what you want in a defensive line. So overall, I think depth-wise, it's great. And all I think all we got to ask now for this unit is can they stay fully healthy for a full season? Because it's also going to be a lot of times where Defensive line is very deep. Our schedule leads us out to basically believe that we should be playing a lot of younger players probably earlier, like a Bishop Thomas, like a Daniel Lyons, one of the players that were in 2022 or the 2022 class who are freshmen, now sophomores, get them some burn to get ready for 2024. So with me, depth easily is probably what you're actually very excited to see here. Yeah, and that depth that that you're talking about, I think makes for an exciting it's pretty exciting thoughts about this defense going into next year, because the reality is when we talked about what this team needs to do to improve from a 10 win team to whatever the next iteration, the next step up is, we said we need to improve on the margins and on defense. That means like guys like Fabian Lovett and Jerry verse cleaning up things that the only, the, the very few things that they can get better at. Um, well, with more players behind them that can step up if needed, I think, a, it takes a little bit of pressure off that, like, you know, those guys maybe don't feel like they have to press so much, especially if they're banged up. Um, so that that's, I think something as simple as that could make all the difference for this defense. Remember, if they give up like a score less uh, each game, whether that be, you know, somewhere between a field goal and a touchdown less, we're talking about potentially having won 11, 12 games last year. So with with that close of a margin of error for that for that defense and and with improvements we saw last year adding to that all this influx of talent 
known talent from the transfer portal, not high school kids that are going to be 18 when they're stepping foot on campus. It's really hard not to feel like the defensive lines again going to anchor this team going into next year. Not going to play with that, even though I am excited for Lamont Green Jr., that defensive end. He's actually going to be, he came in already in great shape, already in playing shape, early in Roley. I can't wait to see what Boots does, actually. For probably, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in a lot of packages towards the end of the season. But Dave, you know what's even a better package? Hmm. Hmm. That is as another one of our Italian sponsors, and that's a funny joke. I can tell Dave to have something else with that, but we're talking about our friends from Built.com and the, the delicious Built Bar. As y'all know, Dave is the cookie dough connoisseur. Your boy is the Cherry Barcia Casanova. But if you don't like those two flavors, there are 17 other, other delicious flavors to choose from, whether that be churro, peanut butter brownie, shout out Max, coconut almond, or brownie batter. And also, you should try the puffs. The puffs are delicious. They're nutritious. Only one third of calories, four grams of sugar, and 17. That is, that's just yet the 17 grams of protein. And now, you're not only online. You can go to your nearest Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box, an eight-bar box, or go over to Sam's Club and grab a 13-bar box. That's 13 bars. Folks, it's 2023. We're trying to get healthy together. I got a wedding in Team Mice, 364 days. So your boy, is trust me, is crushing the Built Bars ad nauseum. So head on over to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, or head to your local Walmart or Sam's Club, and let's get healthy together. All right, Dave. As a tradition, it's the end of the show. I'm going to hand the ball off to you. Please let us know how you want to end today. Okay, so there's going to be a wild card along this defensive line. I mean, you got to think one of those guys is going to step up and be something greater than what we expected. It would be real. This is a segment designed to get us talking about something other than Jared Verse and Fabian Lovett because it would be really hard for either of them to exceed expectations at this point. I think the expectations are too high for both of them. They're both going to be, you know, top first or second round NFL draft picks. I think their resumes speak for themselves. So somebody other than them, there's a lot of candidates that make sense for this choice. Pat Payton throughout times last year. I mean, if you didn't know better, you, you know, you would have closed your eyes and opened them and said, Okay, who is this All-American candidate? Because he played like that at times last year as a freshman, needing to gain weight and needing to, you know, still work on things. So that was a really impressive performance. I, I think he makes a lot of sense for me as my kind of breakout player of the defense line and and possibly of the entire defense going into next year. Um, Patrick Payton, I think, was an wasn't he kind of like an afterthought of that recruiting class? Was wasn't he like the last player in as like almost a gray shirt? I, I don't I, I don't I don't think it was that that, but he definitely was a player that I think like you could tell like the the ceiling was there. It was a very very high ceiling, but I think they just wanted to see like he was a lay addition. I believe he would yeah. actually committed to South Carolina, or is either him or George Wilson who is now no longer with the team. But I think not an afterthought, but it was someone that you saw that the potential is there, but someone that developmentally wise, you see where he gets at. And now you see developmentally wise, why John Puchis and Odell Higgins are kind of getting paid what they paid now. That's that, that is exactly right. The players making the coaches money. It's funny how that works in college football and who's gotten paid all this time, all these dollars. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Patrick Payton, he was as impressive of a freshman as I'd seen in a while for Florida state. Just a, a guy that played literally punched above his weight class. I thought most of the year, like you putting, you're putting him against offensive linemen that, that weigh 80 to hundred pounds more than him sometimes. And 
he's not having any problems with that. And it, it was just so impressive to see a guy, again, who was, you know, one of the, I think, lesser hyped players. Well, that's the nicer way to say it. Lesser hyped players in that recruiting class came in along a stacked defensive line that had expectations through the roof and still forced himself onto the field for 367 snaps. That's that's a lot of playing time for a freshman that that was in his weight class, Drake. And I cannot wait to see what happens if he's put on some weight with another year in the system. He's going to be starting uh, by by the time we're halfway into the season, I think. And I think once he's starting, barring injury, he's never given that spot back up. No, I think it's a good one. I think Dwyer Walker for me is going to be a, a kid that's going to be a sophomore. I think he's going to take that kind of leap that Pat Payton took last year, and that's Daniel Lyons along the defensive front. Uh, Daniel Lyons, for those of you who don't remember, he's a 2022 kid. He's from, I want to say he's from Miami. Southridge was his first high school, then transferred to Homestead. He's the kid that I think came in. We were battling Miami. He signed, like I think, probably that day. He also is the, is the teammate of uh, Dante Anderson, the PWO that we actually have along the defensive line who was, I think, a top 100 kid, but we offered him a PWO spot for a different reason. And with Daniel Lyons, to me, that's someone that you you hear a lot about how the coaching staff loves how he attacks practice. He is a big kid, six foot four, I think 282 pounds, strong kid. He's also extremely athletic, extremely fast, and takes the coaching well. And to me, along the defensive front, we need to start seeing players like when, when a Fabian Lovett leaves, when Braden Fist leaves. Braden Fist only has one season. So you need to see who's going to be alongside Joshua Farmer. So for me, the proper wild card pick here is who's going to re- who's going to be standing next to Joshua Farmer for 2024. And to me, my money is on Daniel Lyons. Yeah, that uh, that's it's funny that you say Daniel Lyons because if you actually like PFF or pay attention to it, um, Daniel Lyons was the highest graded player on our defense last last year. Uh, 87. Nice. I mean, nice. Okay. 87.0, 87 against the run, 74 tackling was really high for an interior defensive lineman. If you look at our other players' grades. Yeah, that's that's a really solid grade for a guy that I don't think a lot of people know is on this team. Honestly, I, I, I'd be surprised if most people that that listen to this podcast uh, and, and other Florida State podcasts would have named him a win win naming defensive lineman. So interesting, interesting choice for sure. Um, there's a, a, there's too many options. Daryl Jackson, I think, is an obvious choice, too. I, I think he's going to end up meaning a lot more to this defense than people realize. I think Miami fans are going to be an awfully lot saltier than they're giving off once they see what that guy's made of along the defensive line. So Drake, just really exciting that we have so many options to choose from as to who's going to break out for next year along the defensive line, a position group that I think would be great if you didn't have any, you know, spontaneous breakouts of other guys. So we're in a great spot. This is this is as loaded of a position group as anything on the team. It's as sure of anything, I think, and as hopeful as we are for any other position on the team yet again. Yet again. And also, Dave, I thought you were going to actually segue actually sending us out there because I was almost already as sure as everything else. The folks can be as sure that we're here each and every single day to provide them their number one listen for anything Florida State Seminole sports related. Football, basketball, softball, baseball. Shout out to the softball team starting season. Baseball is also coming up as well. But Dave, please, as always, as you graciously can, send us home. Yes, thank you, everybody, for your love and support. We love you. We appreciate you. We hope you will be here tomorrow, just like we hope our basketball team starts playing well so we could talk to you about them again one day. 
for our podcast find us anywhere you find our pod anywhere you find your podcast spotify stitcher apple google play other places i don't know them for the youtube give the video a like if you would please takes two seconds and we greatly appreciate it if you also would subscribe to the channel really easy as well ding the little bell turn your notifications on all that good stuff leave us a comment who is your breakout player of the year along the defensive line and give me your depth chart by the middle of the season what that looks like and if it's different from the beginning of the season i would love to see that i don't think you're going to see the same four guys starting by the midseason at the beginning and for dave this was drake and we'll see y'all next time on lockdown seminoles take care everybody don't hold.